everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the A to Z podcast. I have once again Mr. Kevin Strange here for another interview. Kevin, how you doing? Oh, hey, gang. It's uh, Kevin Strange. Back once again. How many times have we done this now? Four, I four or five? I think this is the fourth one, right? Fourth one, maybe. I don't know. I think so. There have been, uh, been a few. There have been. But always a pleasure to have you over. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for stopping by. No problem. And uh, if I'm if I'm here uh, yip yapping, mm-hmm. that means I've uh, produced something new. Yeah, means you're here to shill something, right? Always. Yeah. Okay. I'm a I'm a, I'm a uh, opportunist. If Ooh. nothing else, I'm there you a, go. I'm an opportunist. So. Well, we love that you always come here and hang out with us on the A to Z show. It's actually uh, a lie. I actually come over here and do things that aren't show related. Well. That's I true. Say I'm necessarily an opportunist. I don't take advantage of you just for your podcast. That's true. I also play test, so this is true. <laughs> Speaking of which, congratulations on the game. Yeah, I pretty re- good. We fully funded that one. Good job, everybody out there. I know we had a couple of listeners that uh, did a little funding for you. So yeah, the Strangeville Smoke Weed, the card game was fucking awesome. What a great realization to be able to put together my own card game set in my own um, fictional universe. It just, it's still. Still weird to me. It's still mind blowing to me that uh, that I put that together, that 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 came into existence, and now I get to take it around and um, absolutely and, uh, and, and and spread the word on that thing. It's funny though because I believe, if I remember correctly, when we did that show, all I could talk about was Cockhammer Lives, the graphic novel. You did go on a little bit about it because I was in the middle of um, writing and drawing it. Well, you know, the card game had been finished and, mm-hmm. it, and it was delayed a little bit due to the uh, Corona lockdowns. And so I was, I just moved on and started working on my next project. So I was just ran, I was all full of Cockhammer Lives uh, trivia while we were trying to talk about the card game. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it did inspire the, the expansions for the card game. It also, did. So, it did. Yeah. It did indeed. Indeed. And that's finally, uh, people are finally going to understand what those, because people have been playing that game now for like six months. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of players uh, that, that enjoy the game, but they don't have any idea what those uh, expansion characters are even all about. And so now finally this uh, expan- <laughs> this uh, Cockhammer Lives the Graphic Novel has been released along with the collected edition of Dead Shit, The Talisman of Transmutation. And those are the two books that the expansion sets for Strangeville Smokeweed are based on. So you kind of get the backstory of the Lord of the Dead and some of the other brand new characters that weren't in Dead Shit the movie that are brand new characters in the uh, Dead Shit the, uh, the comic book. And so uh, we're, we're finally, I've, ca- I've caught back up to the card game now. So now the card game and the fictional universe uh, are are now caught up and even. So now yeah, I have back to... Back in sync. Yeah, back in sync. So now I have to... I'm going to try to, uh, in the future, when I release a new comic, mm-hmm. there'll be a new expansion that comes with it that includes the characters from that comic. So it'll be even. So you'll get a new expansion and a new comic that expands the lore um, each time we do that. But for now, we're balanced. There's balance in the force. <laughs> and, uh, and all is right with the Strangeville uh, Omniverse. Nice. Yeah, I just wanted to congratulate you on that, nailing your first tryout. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of, lot of playtesting. Uh, you know, Andrew was um, instrumental in making that game as balanced and uh, fun as it is. He offered a lot of uh, a lot of good advice, a lot of insight, and played a lot. I mean, how many games have we played together? Oh, 20 plus? Yeah, I'd say 25 to 30, somewhere around there. Yeah, played a lot of games together um, to, get that, to get that just right. He's not the only playtester I had, but he's... 
one of my main uh, playtesters. In fact, we we sat down and started to work on a board game. We sure uh, did. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that or not. Well, only a little bit because what ended up happening was I was literally burning the candle at both ends. Mm -hmm. I was in the middle of finishing the um, supplemental black and white mini comic books that we were looking at a few minutes before we went live on the show. I was trying to draw those. I believe the last time we sat down uh, and were working on the board game, I was also drawing the Christmas comic, and I, I, I didn't start drawing this um, Rocco and Sarsaparilla's Sickness Time story, which is a supplemental 30-page black-and-white comic that comes with the um, Cockhammer Lives graphic novel. If you, um, as, of, as of the uh, recording of this podcast, Cockhammer Lives, the graphic novel, has been uh, launched on Indiegogo. The crowdfunding campaign is about, we're in, into it about five days right now. We probably and, should have started with that. Yeah, and we've, and we've raised about $800, which is uh, which includes almost all the stretch goals. We have a $500 initial goal, and a, uh, we have stretch goals that go all the way to 1000 bucks. We're already at 800 and just, just five days into the campaign. And we've unlocked these... Um, black and white mini comic books that you'll get for free along with your so if you if you pledge just for the tier to get Cockhammer Lives the graphic novel 152 full color pages of uncut insanity you also get these supplemental these two 30 page supplemental black and white mini comics that equals 60 more pages of of Strangeville lore and I believe when we were um, developing we were sitting down and working on the initial early development of this board game idea that we had um i i had set a goal for myself it was december 1st i said i want to write and draw this black and white mini comic in time to release it as a pdf to the public for christmas it was going to be a free pdf digital um uh web comic release for christmas time so 30 finished black and white pages in 25 days 30 finished black and white pages in 25 days and that's from drawing them in pencil and then um, inking over them digitally, adding the dialogue uh, and all the lettering, and then the, all the finishes and the f- formatting the entire thing in 25 days. And I did it. Not only did I do it, I did it in 20 days. No shit. But we were. But in the middle of that is when we sat down and started um, uh, developing this idea for the board game. And mm-hmm. so I remember the last time I came over and we were uh, trying to work out the uh, the details because I had kind of priced things out mm-hmm. and uh, the website that we were planning on using to buy the board game parts all the different uh, tiles and the, all the different pieces and, yeah. pieces and dice and cards and everything and, and box that the box it was going to come in i kind of had we, we had we had sort of developed the idea one way and then i came over and was like fuck look this is gonna we instead of having 75 cards this only comes in lots of 50 or this this uh, particular set of tiles instead of doing 30 we only get 24, 24 yeah. and things like that and that that night we, we sat down i was so fucking tired my brain <laughs> melted dude i could not focus and concentrate and there were things that we had gone over the week prior that you forgot about and right. i and i had the notes right in front of me yeah and we were sitting there and i was trying to be like uh, uh, how does this work <laughs> How does this game work? Like we fi- we figured out how this game works last week, yeah. and I was so tired from uh, all the work I had been doing, it just melted me. I was just I, I it broke me. I went home and I was like, well, we'll have to get back together next week and, and get to the bottom of this. And the next week came, and I was like, you know what? This board game's on the back burner for now. I, I need to focus on getting Cockhammer Lives developed, finished, getting it out. Is that is that your doorbell? I think so. 
Do you remember what we were talking about? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I mean, I'm not going to start, uh, you know, right in the same sentence with us. Yeah, you need that to. That was funny. I don't know if you're going to edit that out or not, but the doorbell rang and I had left my uh, dome light on in my car and your neighbor was uh, kind enough to come over and let us know so we don't have to be outside. She's going to get a free copy of the comic now? She's going to get a free copy of Cockhammer Loose, <laughs> a graphic <laughs> novel. I'm sure she'll love that. It'll be a highlight of her week. Mm-hmm. She'll feel... She'll feel uh, like she should have minded her own business. <laughs> Stayed in the house. No, but now we don't have to go out there and jump my car later. I don't know. That might not have been long enough to, to kill a, a car light, but I don't know. Why. I don't know. Why have I you ever seen a Kevin Strange interview? This could go a little while. <laughs> it sure could. But we I get think two we... questions, and you're going to be done for an hour. So <laughs> that's right. You haven't even asked the question yet. <laughs> We're already ten minutes into the fucking interview. Yeah. You haven't even asked the question yet. But uh, I was saying that I will wait. Uh, Doing all that work on the Christmas comic and then trying to develop a board game was uh, really melting my brain. I couldn't even remember the the basic, like the basic rules <laughs> we had written down, and they were right in front of me on a piece of paper. I was so fucking tired, and so I decided um, that I needed to put the idea of the board game on the back burner while I get prepare for the uh, Cockhammer Lives uh, uh, Indiegogo campaign and stuff. And so right now that's. That's where that project uh, sits, but I don't I don't remember why I brought that up in the first place. Do you remember why I brought that up in the first place? Um, no. No? All right. Well, anyway. So, I think I was talking about how I came over here for more things other than... Oh, yes. Yes, I think so. I think it's the first thing we started talking about ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> how I came over here for more things than just doing the podcast, but uh, yeah, we developed the card game. You were a big, a big part of that, and then you were a real big part of uh, putting together the this idea for the board game that isn't it doesn't exist and we're not here to talk about yet <laughs> yet yeah that's it's coming i mm-hmm. mean i i love this idea for the, the this uh, board game but that's not why we're here we're here to talk about cockhammer lives the he graphic sh- he novel. sure does he does live he lives uh he lives in, uh, in a big way in a big way big big way 152 uh, pages kind of way yeah yeah it's a it's a the original idea for so cockhammer lives is a sequel to my 2009 feature length film uh, Cockhammer. The reason that I wrote Cockhammer back then was I wanted the chance to play a villain. I, I played uh, kind of the hero character or a supplemental character in all the movies, but I, ha- I almost everybody else had had a chance to be a villain up to that point, and I hadn't had a chance to be a villain yet. So I wrote. I wanted to like the 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 drive behind Cockhammer was to make myself the main villain of the film. Mm-hmm. So I wrote the whole the whole thing was written sort of around that character. Like right. I, I came up with the idea for what Cockhammer would look like and sound like and what his backstory was, and then I wrote a movie around him. And I put a bunch of other cool brand new characters into it, like Terrence and Parander and um, their girlfriends uh, Gertrude and Mary Beth were were conceived, um, you know, in the the Cockhammer script. They hadn't been characters in the um, Strangeville universe before that. Um, now, Cockhammer and Wolfram and Wingate come from the Stiff Jobs feature film. I know where I know where this is a this is a big this is a, a big connected universe. So the the, the storyline of Cockhammer actually starts in Stiff Jobs, which is the story of Wolfram and Wingate, two Strangeville hitmen that get hired by a mysterious benefactor to assassinate some rivals and retrieve the uh, Black Mage diary, and that uh, benefactor turns out to be Cockhammer. 
that rolls into the Cockhammer film, which is about a set about a year later, and Wolfram and Wingate are now basically mind-fucked slaves that are bound to Cockhammer's will and are forced to do his bidding as he um, comes up with more and more crazy um, and psychopathic ways to try to transcend this universe and become a god of uh, a multi-dimensional god, and uh, and so that movie plays out. Uh, in a way that ends up with Wolfram and Wingate being uh, killed by Terrence and Parander by the end of the film, and then Cockhammer himself is vanquished. Cockhammer Lives, the graphic novel, was originally set to be of the third in a trilogy of films. Okay, so it was part of a film plan at one point. It was part of the film plan. As we were filming Cockhammer, I was telling the the guys, I was telling um, David Wayne Black and Thaddeus Starbuckle, the uh, actors who play uh, Wolfram and Wingate, I was telling them about what I wanted the sequel to be. I was like, you guys are going to come back from the dead as green demons. Because they're, they're in the Strangeville universe, for some reason, demons are always green and horny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their faces are filled with horns, and they're and they're green. And there's a there's a, a several demons in Cockhammer that uh, uh, Wingate summons uh, to get the uh, Phalamax, which is the, the little... Um, knife uh, artifact that he wants to use to kill Cockhammer with. So we see what these demons, you know, vaguely look like in the Cockhammer film. And I told the guys, like, you two are going to come back as green demons in the uh, Cockhammer sequel. Only this time, Wingate is going to be insane with the power. He's going to have killed Satan and taken over the powers of hell. And he comes back to the earthly realm to take over, basically to do what Cockhammer was set to do in the film, and the reason that that's fucked up is because Wingate. If you watch the Cockhammer film, the two hitmen, the the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the 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 dynamic between the two hitmen, Wolfram and Wingate, are Wolfram is a real diehard, gung ho, ruthless, um, soulless killer, and loves what he does. And Wingate has grown tired of the uh, hitman lifestyle, and he wants to get out, and he wants to open a school for disabled children in Africa or something, and. Um, and that's sort of where his character's at when they're killed at the end of the movie. And so for Wingate to come back as a psychopathic force that wants to take over the, the uh, Omniverse and for Wolfram to be terrified of him, that's like a complete role reversal. And so it was a growth growth for their characters. Like like I said, I had a three-film three trilogy character arc for those characters. Wolfram, Wolfram and Wingate started in Stiff Jobs, then the Cockhammer film, and then the Cockhammer sequel was... Uh, we were going to see this, you know, huge arc, huge three film arc um, about those two dudes. And unfortunately, uh, David Wayne Black died of cancer just maybe three or four years after we made Cockhammer. Mm-hmm. And so that was pretty much like, I don't want to recast it. Yeah. And I had. Um, he would have been so good at that part, too. Yeah, he would have been great at it. Um, and that's what I wanted for him. I wanted him to go from a really quiet, really. Um, monotone character in stiff jobs into this maniacal psychopath in uh, the third of the films you know a real power hungry yeah to go you know to take a real a huge character arc huge i had had big plans and uh, and i ended up i ended up quitting making movies and i ended up writing novels um after that and i think i was i think i was writing yeah i was writing novels when david died uh so there so so that whole thing the the kibosh was just kind of put on put on the whole thing 
And uh, even if I wanted to recast him, even if there was a time where, I, you know, if, if, if one of your questions uh, tonight happens to be, would you ever make this into a film? I think we've talked previously about, you know, Nick, Nick Head, Nick Brian Walters, the guy that was uh, my cinematographer and really my right hand man in hack movies. He, yeah. he died a few years ago. And so I kind of um, that's really the his death was the springboard that pushed me in the direction of making these strangeville stories into comic books was to be able to carry on the legacy of strangeville without having to do them as films and to be able to put david back in movies and be able to put nick back in movies and be able to put these characters back into films that um may not have ever otherwise been able to continue on their journey and so cockhammer lives the graphic novel is the fulfillment of that trilogy so you have the stiff jobs movie the cockhammer movie and cockhammer lives the graphic novel the, the, even though I didn't sit down and write and illustrate the graphic novel until 10 years after I made the first Cockhammer film, mm-hmm. it still follows the same storyline. Wolfram and Wingate come back from hell, and Wingate's power-hungry, crazy, has the powers of hell after he kills Satan, and he wants, he wants everything. And so Wolfram, Terrence, and Parander have to resurrect Cockhammer as the last resort to the try to use strong them. enough that they could find Cockhammer is the only thing strong enough to stop Wingate. So they begrudgingly bring back their arch villain from the dead, and now Cockhammer's back in the mix, and things get things get ugly. Uh, we also get in this uh, comic we get introduced to cousin Susie for the first time, and if you remember, Ooh, long um, piece of lore there. That's an old that's an old throwback to uh, to the dead shit film mm-hmm. where Tony um, Hogan's brother uh, hates uh, Nixon because uh, Nixon fucked their cousin Susie. Um, in his bed, his bed. Yeah. in his bed, and so this is this is cousin Susie. We meet, we now meet cousin Susie. She's in the film, and she throws herself. So, you know, the 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 guys are kind of setting up their adventure, and they they don't want her to go along. Of course, she's the girl, and uh, and they take off, and she she refuses to uh, to be left out of the fun, and so she follows um, the the ragtag group of uh, Wolfram, Terrence. Parander uh, into the into the uh, pocket dimension of Cockhammer's crypt to help uh, resurrect him, and then the the, uh, the 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 show the show goes on and gets weirder and crazier and crazier. And uh, I love the cousin Susie character. Um, her addition to the story uh, is great. She was she's a she's going to be a recurring character. She's okay, cool. she's going to be around forever now. Um, I really enjoyed writing her, and uh, and I give her in this this book I set her up for some really cool stuff. To happen uh, later, uh, later on down the road in future, um, you know, future sequels to uh, to the Cockhammer franchise. Um, so that'll be cool. That'll be fun to go go back and revisit uh, Cousin Susie and uh, and all these all these characters. You know, these this is it's uh, this this graphic novel has been such a uh, it like closes the book on the Cockhammer trilogy finally after all these years, and it's there's a lot of cathartic you know, emotions that go along with being able to finally have this trilogy realized. Sure. Um, but also I left the door open for so many more future adventures that, uh, you know, I just, I, I always call Cockhammer my, my uh, magnum opus film, but if I was going to do a giant 152 page full color graphic novel, it's got to be my magnum opus comic book. And, and it's going to be hard to top this one, dude. Um, I mean, the next few that I have planned, they aren't nearly as big and crazy as Cockhammer lives. Like, I think this one's going to be Mount Mount Rushmore for 
Strangeville comics for a while. It's going to take me a while to get an epic uh, story bigger than this one. I'm sure the inspiration will come, though. You, oh, you know me. Yeah. You know me. Absolutely. Pretty cool. Uh, and where can people find this Indiegogo that you're talking about? Well, you can search Indiegogo.com for mm-hmm. Cockhammer Lives, the graphic novel. You can go to my website, KevinTheStrange.com. There's links all over there. Um, if you are, if you have ever been to KevinTheStrange.com to uh, to check out anything there, to buy books or, or movies or comics, uh, there's also a newsletter sign up that makes it real easy to know when the new Kevin Strange stuff is coming. In fact, those those uh, uh, Christmas the, digi- the the PDF Chris- free Christmas comic release was sent, sent out through the newsletter. So that's a real good way to uh, keep up with everything Strangeville is to go to KevinTheStrange.com, sign up for the email newsletter, and you'll be notified of every Indiegogo that we do. Because I, I try to do I try to do like two crowdfunders a year, mm-hmm. and the, and the, the crowdfunders uh, sort of finance everything that I'm going to do that year, and uh, and then all the profit that comes from you know any extra profit that comes from those crowdfunders. That pours into buying convention tables and uh, setting setting up um, really cool merch drops and things like that throughout the year. So uh, so you know if you want to uh, plug in and get engaged into this strange really this weird and wacky strange real universe, the absolute best way is to is to sign up for the newsletter. And I only send out. I mean, I, I it's called a monthly newsletter. I don't even think I send one out every month. I you only send so, yeah. I only send them out when there's something you know really relevant to tell you guys about. So you don't get, it's not like you get spammed every other day. Like I've got so many corporate um, emails that I get every fucking day <laughs> from these companies. And I, I'm so lazy. It's easier to delete the email than it is to unsubscribe yeah. from these things. But like, fuck man, I end up, eventually I'm just like, I have to unsubscribe from this. They email me every fucking day. Strangeville ain't like that. At least not yet. Boy, I would love to have something to um, email you guys about every day, but I don't, so. I, I beat I beat you up uh, on social media. You can follow me on Facebook.com slash Kevin the Strange, Twitter.com slash Kevin the Strange, Instagram.com slash Kevin the Strange, Snapchat. You can search for me there, Kevin the Strange. Um, Snapchat is cool if you want to see the shenanigans um, that I do at conventions. If you want to see me running around oh, being yeah. a weirdo, uh, if you follow my Snapchat, you'll be able to. Because I, I post things, I try to post things a few times a week on Snapchat, but it really is the same kind of stuff that you'll get on the other social media stuff mm-hmm. until we go out to conventions and stuff. Then you're going to see um, long form, you know, snaps of me going running around being a weirdo at conventions um, through the, through the Snapchat. But mainly, you just follow the newsletter, you'll be good to go. Nice. And we'll also do a link to the campaign and to KevinTheStrange.com here in this podcast review. So if you're listening to us right now, just click on the uh, description and you can find those there. Link in the description. That's right. Motherfuckers. I just have one more thing about the um, the crowdfunders. I was going to I, I was, I was gonna say that uh, when I was getting ready to come over here and everything and do this podcast, I was thinking, I kind of my mindset going into this uh, Cock Hammer Lives Indiegogo, I... I actually, I, I almost considered not doing a crowdfunder for this and just putting up a normal like pre-order through my Square uh, Square store, which, you know, all that is on KevinTheStrange.com. I'm not going to plug another site. But when you go to KevinTheStrange.com and you click on products, it takes you over to my Square store where you can do secured, you know, credit card, debit card, you know, payments and stuff. And it just makes everything 
nice and secure and cozy and make sure you don't get your uh, information stolen or doxxed or whatever. That's but nice um, I was th- considering just putting it up as a pre-order because there is so much that goes into these crowdfunders. And I always have this, like, I wouldn't call it imposter syndrome, but I always have the fear going into each campaign. And it's uh, it's unfounded at this point. This is our fourth <laughs> successfully funded campaign. But every campaign, I'm like... What if we don't hit the goal? What if, you know, what if I embarrass myself trying to put this out? Nobody asked for Cockhammer Lives. I'm just shoving this into people's faces. And uh, I actually had the, you know, I had to, you know, talk myself into launching this crowdfunder. And just five days in, we're already at 800 bucks. That pays for everything, all the printing costs and shipping costs associated with the campaign are realized. And I've already made a little bit of a profit to to uh, roll over into uh, convention tables, which of which I have a bunch already uh, for the year. If you want to see um, Kevin Strange in person, I, I am right now. I'm going. Yeah, if you want to be like Andrew and see Kevin Strange in person and buy these uh, crazy um, books and movies and uh, and comics and, and card games and shit from me in person, I'm going to be at. Uh, Days of the Dead, uh, Chicago, April 1st through the 3rd. So that's coming up. I don't even know if this, will this air before then? I'm going to try to get out this weekend. Okay, yeah. So it'll. So you'll still have about two weeks before that. So I've, I've actually got a Chicago show coming up in just two weeks. And then we are scheduled for um, Crypticon Kansas City in Kansas City, Missouri uh, in July. I don't remember what the exact date. It's mid-July. I think it's the 15th, 16th, and 17th, maybe. some 14th, 15th, and 16th sounds about right. Um, I'll have all that information on the website and everything um, and on my social medias. And then we're doing going back to Chicago July 30, 30th, 31st, and um, August 1st. I'll be at Flashback Weekend in Chicago. So two, two Chicago shows this year. And then we are also scheduled for the Fright Night Film Fest in Louisville, Kentucky. Ooh, cool. And that is October 30th, 31st, and uh, November 1st, I believe. Um, so that's everything that we have already um, scheduled, but there will be more to come. I'm looking at doing a show in, uh, there's a show called Monsters of Horror in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma in November. I'm looking at the possibility of doing that i'm not 100 percent confirmed for that show yet okay but i'm looking at the we've never done a show in tulsa um, actually uh nixon and hogan smoke christmas my 2010 feature film uh was f- uh, a a um official selection of the tulsa oklahoma underground film festival really in nice. 2010 or 2011 and uh won the award for best film to smoke to i don't know if that's a real award but the uh the owner of the like the presenter of the um Film festival like gave me the award, so I think it's official. Hmm. Uh, he may have made it up just for my movie, but he officially gave me the award for best film to smoke to for Nixon and Hogan Smoke Christmas. So we, we do have a history in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I've just never been there personally, and that's kind of why I want to go down there. I'd love to go down and uh, and um, and promote in that city since we do have a history down there. Yeah, for sure. I think that's everything I wanted to talk about. Okay. If you wanted to bring. Bring some questions into the mix. Sure thing. Into the mix. And the uh, consummate professional that you are, you've already answered half of the questions. Of course. So, mm-hmm. of course. <clears throat> so the first one was uh, why cockhammer. So uh, you got through that. Uh, the next one was uh, was there ever a plan back in the day to do a film sequel? So we've already hit that. Uh, the next one we basically hit on. Um, it was is there a new smoke weed card stretch goal for the Indiegogo? 
Yeah, there's definitely not mm-hmm. a smoke weed. Um, I could have, if I really wanted to punish myself, I could have put together um, another um, expansion mm-hmm. as a stretch goal for this campaign. And I, and at some of the some of the more rabid local players actually they they don't give a fuck about the. I, I bled my my guts onto the page for a year to make a 152 page graphic novel for these motherfuckers, and they'd rather have a, another. Um, another uh, expansion for the card game <laughs> and so <laughs> so that's definitely coming in fact um i think i can pretty safely announce that our second crowdfunder for 2021 mm-hmm. is going to be at least one expansion if not two expansions and a box so you'll actually have a strange a strangeville smoke weed smoke box that um will will be big enough to um, carry the 108 original cards for the uh, for the basic uh, standard uh, deck mm-hmm. and the two expansions that already exist and then the one or two more expansions that come with it there'll be plenty of room in that box to store them all nice. so if you buy the um, if you buy the the card game the 108 card deck and the two expansions you, you already have run out of room oh yeah easily the, <laughs> that deck doesn't have the the uh, the deck box isn't big enough to put the um, expansions into it so you already have a deck that's too big for your box um right out of the gate so i'm going to remedy that later this year and do a crowdfunder for the smoke box and then one or two maybe even three expansions because it seems kind of i don't know because if i put out a smoke box and an expansion that's only going to cost like 10 bucks mm-hmm. and, and I, I you know me i like to do these crowdfunders i like to i like to give you guys you know your money's worth so i i'd, I'd like to put something together that i can launch for you know at least 25 bucks if i did the if i did the box and two and three expansions that would be like a 25 dollar value mm-hmm. i'd be able to launch that at about 25 bucks it would make it seem like it was worth doing a crowdfunder over because okay. i could just put and this together, will be a box to collect right like art on it and everything yes it's yes, not yes. just a, a box it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be called this yeah it's going to be mm-hmm. called the strangeville smokeweed smoke box and okay. it's going to be fully uh full full color collector box okay yeah so um so for for card game news, yeah, I think the I think the second um, crowdfunder of the year will be card game related. I'm sure we'll be talking more about that later. Then, yeah. Uh, next up, piggybacking off of what you were just talking about with the conventions and everything, for anyone that hasn't been to a fan convention, what can they expect from a visit to a Kevin Strange booth? Well, we we are kind of notorious for having pretty lively booths, and um, it's going to start off kind of quiet, I think, because. Um, you know, as as we as we get older and as we age through through life, um, a lot of our our friends will grow up and uh, and and, and um, get married, fall in love, get married, start families, have babies, and then uh, are no longer um, sort of compelled by the road to come out and party and be crazy. And so at this point, I've been off the road for several years. I don't think I've, well, I've been off the road for a long time. I don't, I don't think I've done a full-fledged convention tour since like 2015. So it's been like six years. So all of my, all the people that I got into a ton of shenanigans with back in the day, mm-hmm. almost all of them are not available to do uh, that kind of crazy touring with me now. So it's going to start off, I think this tour is going to start off with just me. And then as I go, I'm going to start recruiting uh, booth babes and other um, weirdos that will help me um, 
sell things and promote things at the table because the, the Strangeville table will often have three, four, five motherfuckers at it, and uh, we play music and we drink and we have uh, we 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 pretty much throw a little party in a little six foot by six foot little <laughs> square and much to the horror of our neighbors which is not always true a lot of times our neighbors are like fuck yeah somebody to party with i've made some of my best friends on the convention scene by having a table next to them and being like open bar motherfucker you can drink along with us and we we've had some there there's i mean i could sit here i could do a whole hour just talking about crazy convention stories <laughs> because shit gets fucking lit on the road and I've had, um, I don't remember if it was the Days of the Dead Chicago. It was. It wasn't flashback. It was, no, maybe it was flashback. I can't remember if it was a flashback weekend in Chicago or a Days of the Dead in Chicago. But there was a Chicago show where one of the fans, because back, back in the day we had this ritual where even the fans would come up with different types of alcohol. Okay. And we would sit and do shots together. So the fans would come up, they would buy their buy the new shit, and then we would do shots and, and get fucked up together. And... Um, there was one one fan in particular who who came up with like this like kiwi lime vodka or something like that mm-hmm. and this vodka did not taste like vodka at all and he brought over like dixie cups with him and so we filled these dixie cups with vodka and we sat there sipping and sipping and sipping and before i knew it if this was friday night so mm-hmm. we get we get to the convention about 5 we get set up it's about seven maybe seven thirty when he comes by with the vodka right. and we're sipping and sipping and sipping by about eight o'clock i was so fucking hammered that the the convention floor was shifting i felt like i was on a pirate ship and the floor was shifting one way and then the other way and i was like and i looked at all the crew that was with me i had about four or five people with me i was like you motherfuckers gotta finish this night it was so early it was only like seven thirty, eight o'clock and the show goes till 10 or 11 yeah and i think the show went to a that night and i was like you motherfuckers got the keys to the kingdom because i'm going back to the hotel room and uh and i stumbled out of that fucking uh vendor hall into the into the uh elevator and back up to my room and passed the fuck out at like eight o'clock wow on uh like i we barely got started and this motherfucker got me fucking wasted and i wasn't even trying it's not like i was sitting there you know, tipping back a bottle trying to be stupid. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't taste the vodka. We were just chit-chatting and I was having fun. I hadn't seen my homie in, in uh, you know, a while. And I, all the energy of the con, I just kept sipping and sipping and sipping. And I was fucking hammered that night. And that is, a, you know, that's just one random convention story. The, the, the Strangeville table is always lit. It's always a great place to come by, share some drinks, uh, share some laughs. We always listen to cool music hang out and uh, and of course you've got all the at the strangeville table these days you've got all the hack movies you've got seven feature films you've got um fuck more than a dozen novels you've got the strangeville smokeweed card game i'll sit and play a game of cards with you you want to sit and play strangeville smokeweed at the table we'll sit and fucking play a hand of strangeville smokeweed if you win i'll give you a fucking free comic if 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 i win you could be you could be buying some shit you can be getting that fucking wallet out, motherfucker. You can be buying some shit off my table, even if you already got it. Uh, you can be buying your second copy. Um, uh, and we got all these comic books now, uh, so it's 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 gonna start off. It's just gonna be me, but I'll I'll uh, it's you'll sort of watch the train. Uh, you'll sort of watch the strange train as the as the convention <laughs> tour continues. I'll build up more and more people, and we'll uh, by the by the uh, by the end of this whole thing, uh, the next I've got the next two years carved out to do an extensive uh, Strangeville tour, kind of a re, 
uh, reintroducing the world to Strangeville because we, like I said, I've been off the road for like six years. And so there's a lot of new motherfuckers out there that don't know who I am. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there that don't know what I do. And I am going to um, just absolutely blanket the convention scene with, you know, reintroduce these people to the shenanigans of Strangeville and how crazy we are out there and i'm going to rebuild the fan base and rebuild the uh the the characters at the table the the weirdos that hang out at the table and um make the strangeville live experience really what it is what it's what it's been come to be known for and i'm actually in the middle right now this would be a good time to uh to talk about uh, before we get on to the next question this would be a good time to talk about uh what i'm currently working on i'm currently working on a 17 page black and white mini comic right. called nixon and hogan hate comics <laughs> and it's nixon and hogan smoke so much uh colombian smoke weed they realize that they're comic book characters and they decide they're going to go kill kevin strange they hate the fact that they're in a comic book <laughs> they think comic <laughs> books are lame they think comic books are for nerds <laughs> they think comic books are gay <laughs> so they're going to go kill kevin strange for putting them in a whack-ass comic book yeah the motherfucker <laughs> and uh and it is going to be the book that i i am just i'm gonna print thousands and thousands and thousands of copies of nixon and hogan hate comics and i'm going to spend the next two years peppering the entire midwest with strangeville comics and uh and so just like i did with the christmas comic where i said i started on december 1st and said i've only got till the 25th to finish this Mm -hmm. i'm we're two weeks out from days of the dead chicago I want to have Nixon Hogan Hate Comics finished and printed and ready to hand out at, at, in Chicago, which only gives me about, uh, as of the recording of this, 12 days to do 17 pages. Wow. Uh, which you I haven't will, started yet. Yeah, I have started. Oh, you I'm, have started. I'm okay. five pages into the penciling, so I still okay. have, I have about one-third of the penciling done, so I need to do about two-thirds of the penciling and then all the inking and all the lettering and the finishes. I should be able to get it done. I should be able to. I can work on a pace of about five pages a day. Okay. So when I really get going. Yeah, yeah. And I'm about there. I'm about on my fifth page. Once I get about five or ten pages in, then I can really crank on about five pages a day. So I should be able to finish the whole penciling process um, by this weekend. And then the whole inking process by, I have to have it done by next Sunday. But I, I'm going to try to have the whole inking process done by next Friday and then submit it to the printer. Because the printer only, the printer that I use, the mass printing that I do for these little mini comics, they're badass. They're cheap as fuck. And they they can turn it around. The fastest they've turned around a comic for me is three days. Wow. So if I, if I submit um, the files to them on Friday, I should have them by Monday or Tuesday. And I don't leave to the convention until the following Friday. Okay. So worst case scenario is I submit it on Monday and then hold my nuts for four days, <laughs> hoping that the uh, that they don't they're not backed up and they can actually get me the the package. And other, otherwise, the package is going to sit out in front of my fucking uh, house for three days while I'm in Chicago. If it comes on on Saturday, <laughs> if I'm screwed. But so I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try to get this done as fast as I can. And uh, but either way, um, Nixon Hogan Hate Comics is going to be in everyone's hand. If there's a if there's five thousand people at a convention, there's going to be five thousand motherfuckers with that comic in their hand. I promise you. So that's that's sort of where my head is for the tour and for the conventions, and I think that pretty adequately answers your question about what to expect from the live uh, Kevin Strange experience. Absolutely. Next up, with the success of the comics and your past success in novels, could you see a novelization of Strangeville in the future? 
that's always been a tricky thing. And there, there's only a couple of characters that sort of uh, transcend the fiction universe and the film, because the film, the film and uh, and comic book universe are obviously directly connected. They're exactly the same universe. Yeah. But the fiction stuff has only been transcended through um, uh, the witch who fucked Christmas, um, a uh, novella about. Rocco, Sarsaparilla, or just Sarsaparilla and Santa Claus. Rocco isn't in that one, but um, and then the uh, the the sort of weirdo uh, cosmic horror character Tetraholographicon is a character that's in the card game mm-hmm. uh, that has all the Strangeville characters, but he's also in a bunch of the fiction. Uh, so there's a crossover between them. As far as writing fictional prose. With like Nixon and Hogan or Terrence and Parander or those characters, right? I just don't think comedy fiction is very good. I don't think it translates as well as other mediums. There are people that can do it, that do it well, but it's it's really kind of satire. Mm-hmm. When when somebody like um, um, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of. Uh, <clears throat> what is his name? He uh, he did the uh, the short story uh, Harrison Bergeron. Um, I can't think of the the writer's name off the top of my head. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But he's a sat- he's more of a satirist. He's a com- he's a comedy writer, but he does it's more uh, satire. And the the Strangeville universe is much more in your face slapstick visual comedy. And I just and I did it with um, the Witch Who Fuck Christmas, but I wasn't. Um, Oh, like Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, just as you said it, I said it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Kurt Vonnegut is a is a he's a humorist, he's a satirist, but does he really write like comedy prose? I guess so. But the Strangeville Universe isn't like that. And I, and you've read you've read my, have you read Beetlebrain? Yeah. So I mean that's a funny. It's oh, a yeah. it's, it's a it's an outrageous <laughs> novel. It, it's out there for sure. But it's not the same kind of stupid as. Strangeville is a stupid universe. <laughs> Strangeville is a cartoon. Yeah. It the 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 there's no realism in Strangeville at all. It's all ridiculousness. Whereas even my goofiest novels like uh, Beetlebrain are more grounded in reality as silly as that sounds because it's about giant bugs that kill everybody in a in a in a stripper, a strung out stripper that gets control of all of the bugs on the planet, all the giant beetles on the planet. I just don't know that that let, let's go the other way instead of saying taking instead of talking about taking Strangeville and making it fiction what if I took like the character um, the characters from like Beetle Brain or McHumans or Texas Chainsaw Mantis what if they entered the comic book universe that'd be pretty badass because you can take something from a more grounded realistic fictional world mm-hmm. and bring it into the cartoon world I think a lot easier than taking the cartoon world and trying to take it into the serious world. It's like you could take anybody into the Simpsons. Yeah. You can make Michael Jackson a Simpsons character. You could make um, whoever, um, Adam West, into a Simpsons character. You can you can take James Woods and make him a Simpsons character. Mm-hmm. But taking the Rolling Stone. Taking Homer Simpson and making him a real character doesn't work. You've seen those realistic <laughs> renderings. They tried some, yeah. <laughs> renderings of Homer Simpson, and he looks hideous. It's, it's it doesn't work. You can't take Homer Simpson and make him real, but you can take real and make him make it Simpsons. 
And I think the same thing is true for the, um, the Strangeville fiction universe. I think over time it's going to get absorbed into the comic universe. I would love for all those things to connect. I would love for you to say, hey, did you enjoy my novel Beale Brain? Well, um, what is that? What is that character's name? It's a it's a double name. It's like yeah. Mary Beth, but it's not mm-hmm. Mary Beth. Not I can't that, remember yeah. what it's... her name is. It's uh, Sue Ellen. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sue Ellen from Beetlebrain. What if I put, what if I made a a book where she comes over into the Strangeville universe and she's a villain in the Strangeville universe? Then I could say, hey, if you like Beetlebrain, the uh, the novel. Well, I've also got a comic book. You know, she she ends up in a comic book story and is part of this storyline where I cross over. You know, the dimensional portal opens and some of the fictional characters spill out in the Strangeville. Yeah. That's that's available to me in the future. I've got so many stories just set in the, just ideas of of uh, stories and scripts that have already been written that are set in the Strangeville universe. I haven't even had to dip into the fiction universe yeah. to bring it over yet. But I do want them to all. I want it to all be connected because right now it kind of feels like. Well, you got the movies that are directly connected to the um, to the comics and the card game, but the, these no, these these dozen novels novels I have sitting here, they don't connect to the, to that. I want it all to connect. I want it all to be universally uh, accessible for um, for anybody who wants to dive into the crazy giant Strangeville universe. Which by now, I mean, it's obnoxious how much stuff there is. Oh yeah. I was uh, this this. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I did uh, the first post-corona show. I did a little little tiny comic convention in uh, Indiana um, called The Last Con on Earth. And it was the first time I've ever set up all the movies, all the fiction, all the comics, including Cock Hammer Lives the Graphic Novel, and the card game, all on one table together. And it is a massive collection of... Um, content of okay. media of, of you know the strange real universe all on one table is just a giant overwhelming that's got to be something man to look over your past decade plus of work and just see it all right there that's what i, I mean i spent the whole weekend just kind of standing there with my arms crossed going i've made all of this like yeah. this is so <laughs> much so many stories i've told so many stories over the last 15 years 17 years it's it's insane i i, I can't even I can't even fathom that one person, and I understand that, admit, that many other people have done many other, you know, I'm not the only pro, look at Stephen King, the dude has written oh, yeah. 50, 60, what, 60 novels now? I think he's up to 70 now. 70 yeah. novels, so one guy can crank out a lot, I mean, that dude runs circles around me all day long, that dude's written more fiction uh, by noon than I ever will, and I consider myself a pretty prolific guy, but it's still hard to wrap my mind around the fact that I did all this, because I just keep moving forward, I finish something, I move on to the next. I always move on to the next, move on to the next. Like I said, right now I'm I'm sitting here on your show promoting Cockhammer Lives the Graphic Novels, you know, Indiegogo, and I'm already on to Nixon and Hogan Hate Comics. Yeah. Trying to get this next comic out, you know, before I go to a convention in two weeks. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much stuff there is. Which on one hand it's a, it's awesome, but it's also a challenge for new fans to walk up and be like, Well, I'm overwhelmed. I wouldn't even know where to start. Like I have to and that's what that's really what I wanted I after going to that uh, last con on earth in Indianapolis and sort of seeing how I wouldn't say I've made the universe inaccessible, but it's definitely like hard to figure out where to start. I was like, I need to write a comic that is that, that will get you started. And Nixon and Hogan hate comics uh, pretty much the, you know, the storyline is Nixon and Hogan go to Kevin Strange's house to kill him. And Kevin Strange goes on this epic rant about how th- these comic books are, are, you know, the, the best thing that Strangeville has had offered yet. And that I want that to be the, the jumping in point. I want to say, hey, check out 
this comic book, it'll lead you into all this other stuff. Nice. Uh, so it's kind of the tip of this. This Nixon Hogan Hate Comics is going to be the tip of the spear for the next couple of years. And I'm always going to try to have one like that. Every couple of years, I'm going to write a new comic that is going to be something that can lead people into the universe. Um, you know, so that there's so that they're not overwhelmed with where to where to start. Well, one last question here for you. I know you like to follow and promote your fellow indie comics creators. Are there a few that excite you currently? Just throw you right on the spot. <laughs> right now, I'm waiting on a I'm waiting on a couple of projects to be fulfilled that I'm really excited about. There's a dude that I follow. His name is Josh Howard, and okay. his uh, his claim to fame is he he did a he did a, a comic series that's way longer than mine. He did a uh, I think it's a seven graphic novel series so each each graphic novel is about 150 pages oh, and i believe there are seven of them in this series called uh, dead at 17 and it's about this teenage girl that's uh, killed and uh, god brings her back to life and, and puts her back on earth to fight uh, satan and his minions as uh, as they begin to um appear on earth and um he he and that's done he, he did that like 10 years ago he finished his you know seven graphic novel series in the dead at 17 universe and he's moved on to this superhero uh this dark gritty superhero series that he's doing called t-bird and throttle and it's about a uh an ex-superhero named t-bird who was uh basically socially shamed out of his job for being a straight white male by the woke mob and he's sort of been uh you know he's he's uh, been, he's he's lived in degra- uh, disgrace and exile for years and he has to try to come to his his ex-partner throttle this young girl has been um has been kidnapped and he has to find it in himself to face the world and uh, and become t-bird once again and he he started off doing these as um as uh like 30 or 40 page floppy comics Mm -hmm. and then he just finished the series um i think it's four issues that he's collected into a graphic novel that uh he's he's fulfilling now on indiegogo um and that he should be done that that's at the printer right now so i should be getting that in uh the mail in the next couple of months i'm really excited about finishing that because i got the first book and then i was like well i'm gonna hold off and not buy anything else till he finishes the i'll just buy the graphic novel when he finishes the whole thing and that's finally done so i'm really excited about josh howard's t-bird and throttle and another guy that i really enjoy um is a dude named jason brubaker and uh uh, Jason Brubaker has a he's done a ton of stuff in fact he was the lead animator on the um, opening title sequence for I believe the first two Kung Fu Panda movies oh neat and so he's worked in LA he's worked in Hollywood he's worked for Disney worked for Pixar and he sort of um, uh, retired from his animation career to pursue his own giant graphic novel universe and so he's doing this uh, six, I believe it's a six graphic novel series called uh, Phobos. And that, he just finished the sixth one of those and he did a crowdfunder for it. And uh, that is about to be fulfilled as well. And so I'm about to get Phobos and T-Bird and Throttle, two, two indie graphic novels I'm really excited about. Both were crowdfunded on Indiegogo. So they both do the same thing I do. Um, far, far, far from both of them, far more successful than me, but, um, very cool dudes. I like, uh, I like Jason and I like Josh as people, as well as, um, 
as well as liking their art and that gets more that gets more and more difficult as uh, as as time goes on uh, people become more polarized by their um, social and political opinions on social media and it becomes harder and harder to be um to personally like people that you like you know it's it's always one or the other it's like i like that dude personally but his art's cheesy mm-hmm. or i love that dude's art i hate his politics <laughs> and uh, it's it's really nice to know a couple guys like josh and uh jason and then of course there's um there's uh, my buddy uh, doug tenaple who does the earthworm gym he did the earthworm gym video game but he's recent more recently been doing earthworm gym graphic novels and then my favorite uh he, well he's done a ton of he's done 20 graphic novels and they're all great but he's been doing one recently called Bigfoot Bill that I, I really, really enjoyed. He's got two of those out right now. He hasn't started the third one yet because he, he ended up uh, accidentally falling into a very lucrative uh, YouTube um, political analyst career. Oh, yeah? That pays him about ten times as well as any comic books have ever paid him. Damn. And he has one of the highest uh, record. Uh, he holds one of the records for the highest crowdfunding book of all time with Earthworm Jim. I think he raised $850,000 for that. But he, he he makes a fuck ton of money on YouTube right now because after the, um, the crazy election stuff of 2020, he started talking and he's always been political, but he started talking uh, political analysis on YouTube after the ele- after the um, crazy events of the election, and his YouTube channel blew up, and he's getting like anywhere between fifty thousand and a million views on all of his videos. So unfortunately, he's put his comic career on the back burner right now while he explores this political analyst career, which mm-hmm. I personally don't like. I mean, I I agree with his politics, and I don't mind watching his videos, but not at the expense of the comics. Because he's a great cartoonist. Oh yeah, uh, he's a huge inspiration to me. And even though it's funny because he's a he's a hardcore Christian, can't stand the Strangeville universe, can't stand it. We're still buddies. <laughs> he's still he's he, he's one of those guys that lo- likes me as a dude, hates my art. <laughs> <laughs> Doug is another one of those guys that I like him as a person and I love his art. So Jason, uh, Josh, and Doug are three. Uh, Three indie comics dudes that uh, that use the crowdfunding platforms that I absolutely love. Is that is that enough dudes, or you want me yeah, to keep no, going? No, that sounds great. And then, uh, as you were talking there, I was reminded, I don't think we mentioned, you can also get uh, Dead Shit now as a graphic novel. I think I mentioned it maybe at the beginning a little bit, but okay. yeah, the, the part of this uh, Indiegogo crowdfunder is the first time I'm releasing uh, cock, uh, I'm releasing Dead Shit, the Talisman of Transmutation, as a collected edition. So all three, ver- all three uh, floppy comics are now collected into one uh, uh, trade paperback uh, collected edition, and that is available. Like if you you can get Cockhammer Lives, the graphic novel, and Dead Shit, the collected edition, for only forty bucks on the Indiegogo. It's a de- it's the it's the featured deal. That you, because uh, Cock Camera Lives by itself is 25 bucks. And later on down the road, if you want to get Dead Shit, the collected edition, it's also going to be 25 bucks. But if you get it through the Indiegogo, you get it for only 40. There you go. And since we've already smashed through most of the stretch goals, like I said, at the, at the, the, the uh, recording of this episode, we're at about 800 bucks. Um, that gets everybody uh, the comic book, the uh, graphic novel, the 152 page full color Cock Camera Lives graphic novel. The two uh, mini black and white comics that are 30 pages each, so 60 additional pages of comics, plus a uh, die cut sticker of a co- of a uh, of a cool little cockhammer logo that I did with all the characters' heads on it. And uh, once we hit a thousand dollars, we still have 
about 30 days to do it. Once we hit a, the thousand dollar stretch goal, everybody gets a giant uh, 11 by not giant. It's a le- <laughs> 11 by big. 11 by 17 poster um, that has that features a, a bunch of pinups, features four pinups from the interior art of uh, Cock Emerald's the graphic novel. So a poster, a uh, die cut sticker, two extra comics, and the graphic novel, all for 25 bucks uh, or 40 if you get both. Um, the graphic novel and dead shit the collected edition so as always and you know this i pack my crowdfunders with value Absolutely. you get all kinds of stuff and functional stuff like yeah some people you know some people like the stickers and posters some people don't care about that you're actually getting 60 additional comic book pages you're getting two standalone one-shot comics that tell the entire story sarsaparilla and rocco's sickness time story tells a complete story from beginning to end and uh and then there's the second one neon guts the Gertrude and Mary Beth story, it tells a complete story from beginning to end. So you're getting two additional stories, 60 additional pages, all free with your uh, with your purchase. So I always hook up the I always hook up the crowdfunders. Uh, there's and, and all that stuff is already printed. Like a- Andrew got all his stuff when I came over here to record the podcast, and we're only five days into the campaign. That's right. And he's already had his, uh, his and a lot of a lot of the local people that that back the campaigns have already had their campaigns fulfilled. They've already had, you know, it's, they've already got their stuff. And I love the feeling of being able to do that. Of, you know, there's no risk. I say this every time we do a crowdfunder, and this is for the new people. There is no risk in backing Strangeville products on uh, crowdfunding platforms like Indiegogo because I always print the, um, print the, the, uh, the, the product before we launch the crowdfunder. So Cock Hammer Lives the Graphic Novel is already finished and printed. Uh, Dead Shit, the collected edition, already finished and printed. The the poster, the additional mini-comics, already printed, already ready to go. So there's no risk, uh, because the, there are that disasters where people um, um, uh, donate to crowdfunding campaigns, and five years later, they still haven't been fulfilled. Yeah, it took me three and a half years to get Evil Dead 2, the board game, after I kickstarted that. Three and a half years, because a lot of people will... they'll launch the crowdfunder with nothing completed. Yeah. They'll raise the funds for uh, a project that hasn't even been, it's only in the development phase. I absolutely hate that. And I, I don't like backing things that haven't been created yet because it takes so fucking long yeah. to finally get what you paid for. And by the end of it, it might be something different than what you thought it was going to be. Right. So for when it comes to Strangeville products, you always know if you back our crowdfunding campaigns, you get exactly what you pay for and you get it quick. All of these, uh, all the, the, the campaign goes through April 20th, 2021. We will start mailing out, um, fulfilling, we will start fulfilling orders and mailing them out that week. That's just how fast the uh, the turnaround time is on uh, Strangeville uh, Indiegogo crowdfunders. So that's about all I, about all, all the different ways I can shill uh, <laughs> the, the book. But uh, you did get a chance to flip through it. Yeah. Before we went live, did you have any comments or questions about the, the stuff you saw? Finally being able to, to see, because you, you've watched some of my live streams. If you follow me on yeah. uh, Facebook, if you follow me on Facebook or YouTube, you'll see a lot of process uh, live streams where you'll see me drawing or doing the digital artwork for, um, for, for the project. So for all of 2020, I probably did, what did I do, 20 or 30 live streams oh i'd say more than that probably yeah yeah. just show just working on the book so you can actually watch me build these things so there's no you don't have to worry about the crowdfunder Hmm. crowdfunder is at the end you can watch me start a project on my social medias or my youtube 
can watch me start a project, work all the way till the thing's done, and then I launch the crowdfunder and you can buy it from me. So it's there, you know. There's a when, there's there's no audio commentary on comic books, but I, it's the closest thing that I, I can figure out. Like I can, we can all sit together and hang out oh, and talk and swap stories. Hang. Yeah. While you got while a lot of cool guests that jump into other friends of yours and other, other creators, other and, comic creators and mm-hmm. things like that, uh, personalities from the uh, hack movies universe, uh, actors and such that uh, that pop in from time to time and hang yeah. out, and you can watch me build the whole the whole comic. So having having spent a year watching that book get built, do you have any opinions on it now that you've um, you've been able to flip through it, and kind of check it out? Uh, just like you said earlier, like this is definitely the, the best work you've done. Uh, you're consistently getting better and better at this. I mean, it, it makes sense. Practice makes perfect, you know, and that only stands to reason that it would follow through with uh, art also. But it's it's really cool seeing how the the characters have evolved and your your style has evolved. And it's just, it's really fun. Like, it's, like I said, it's, it's always a good hang to uh, most of them are probably archived, right? You can go back and watch some of them. All of them, yeah. All of them are? Okay, great. So yeah, I definitely recommend if you're on the fence, if you're curious or anything, like go check out a couple of the streams. See if it's a see if it's art that you'd like or content that you'd like before you uh, jump into fund it. But it's it's really cool. There's also a bunch of finished pages right there on the Indiegogo. If you scroll down the Indiegogo page, you can see what the art looks like. I'm well, not hiding anything from it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You don't get the goods. You be paying for them goods. You want to see them titties? You be it's paying. On, for it's uncensored on that stream though. That's true. You see all them titties, all them dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of dicks, lots and lots. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, thanks for coming by again, man. It, it looks great. I can't wait to actually sit down and read through it all and really just experience it. It's going to be good. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think. Um, it's a crazy story, and it's it's even crazier to spend an entire year working on something nobody nobody knows what the hell it's about. Yeah. Nobody know you know, the, all the jokes and stupid funny stuff that I put in there, nobody has... Uh, even been able to react to it yet because right. it's just now coming out. It's it's uh, they, what they, they always say: if yeah, you need not... if you need instant gratification for your art, be a stand up comedian. Because you tell a joke and then somebody laughs. Mm-hmm. That's not how comics work. You got to work a long time before you get that laugh. That yeah. payoff uh, takes a long time. But I'm used to it, and uh, I've been doing it for 15 years. So imagine writing a novel and not knowing what anybody's going to think oh, of it until it's yeah. done. It's uh, I'm used to it. So, but I'm I'm really excited to hear what you think. Um, yeah, I'm excited to check it out. Like I, said, I don't, I don't know if you streamed any of the lettering process or any of that, but I, I really didn't watch any of those. I only watched whenever you're doing the art itself. So it's hard to talk and uh, letter at the and same write. time. Yeah, so, so I don't, I don't usually sense. do that. I usually do one or two to sort of show the process because not only are we hanging out, it's kind of like Bob Ross, mm-hmm. the painter, yeah. the PBS painter. He's yes, he's painting pictures of trees. He's also trying to teach you how to do it. No, nope, not that anybody ever did, but. You know, he's telling you the pro- he's teaching you the process while he's painting and talking to you. And I do the same thing with the comics. I like to show you the pro. If you want to make comic books yourself, I want to show you the process and teach you how to do it. When it comes to lettering, I can't sit and letter multiple pages because I'm having to think about the the work because I'm rewriting the um, the script yeah. the script as I'm putting it on the page. So I need to be able to concentrate on that. I can't talk and type at the same time. So I usually only do a couple of um, of uh, lettering process pages. So you don't, yeah, you don't ever really see the dialogue on the streams. So if you're worried about spoilers and stuff, you'll see some art spoilers. I usually don't do the last maybe ten or fifteen pages of a book. I usually won't do that live, so you won't see the actual. You won't even see the art. 
in like the big part of the climax. You won't yeah. ever see that stuff. Um, so if you're worried about spoilers, you usually don't. It's it's hard to spoil drawing a comic because yeah. you don't get to see everything. Oh, yeah, it's all out of context, and yeah. it, just, it just looks cool is all you know. So. Right. Well, thanks for stopping by, and uh, good luck with the rest of the campaign. Hopefully, we can get all those stretch goals knocked out for you. I think we're I think we're almost there, and uh, yeah. yeah, come and see me at a convention near you. And if there's a, if you live in a city where you have comic cons or horror cons, I prefer the horror horror conventions because we have adult themed um, content, mm-hmm. and comic cons often draw a younger audience. And I don't want you know the underage kids you know peeping around and, and trying to. Uh, sneak a shot of them tits let me get a shot of them tits nah kid come back when you're 18 um i prefer the horror conventions because they draw an older more mature audience but um if you want if you if you are in a city you've never seen the uh the strangeville train ain't never rolled through your town uh drop me a line um on my social medias or my email uh strange the kevin at gmail.com and uh let me know uh about a show in your city and i'll uh I'll get my team working on getting us down there. And by my team, I mean me. I'll uh, I'll email the promoters and see if I can't get myself a table and uh, and and get that Strangeville train rolling your way, sucker. And just a reminder, you can also catch us on Twitter at the A to Z Show. The number two. I am also on Twitter at Big Guy ACV, and the absent co-host here, the Z to my A, can be found at Melchino's Best. So come check us out on Twitter as well. Send us some questions. Uh, let us know what you think of the interview. Well, until next time, I will sign off for now. And thank you for stopping by, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me yet again, sir. We'll Thanks. get that board game going again soon. I like it. <laughs>